Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. All right, so welcome back, guys. We're on episode 63. 63. 63. And this is going to be random current true crimes. Yeah, it'll be current events slash bullshitting. Mine, it's it's basically going to be like true crime, just like little tidbits of everything. True crime, CMD style. Right. Right. Um, we're six episodes away from episode 69, and we've kind of been brewing up some fun shit. We've got phone numbers. Yeesh. And I think... We're going to try a meetup in Salt Lake and record some, maybe we can record some people. I don't know. I'm talking to Kagan to see if, how hard that would be, but mm-hmm. I think that would be fun. I do. To go record us meeting people. We can make them talk to us. Talk dirty. Talk dirty to me. So we're going to give you a little splash of a couple of different things. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can st- Well, let's let's do our plugs first. Oh yeah. We have plugs. There's people we need to talk about. And not the hair kind. <laughs> no. I no, could use I'm some good. though. I know, right? Ugh. After I got sick, all my hair fell out. Well, I just have never really had very much. <laughs> Dude, you remember how thick my hair was? I, I had a know. braid bigger than a horse's tail. Because I did your hair for your mm-hmm. witting. Mm-hmm. Well, for your reception. No, yeah, well and my bridal. Yeah. My bridal photos. Yeah. And it took me, like, my hair, no matter what I'm going to do to it, if I have to blow dry it, it's going to take me a little bit longer, but I usually just let it air dry and then do it. Ten minutes. Like, what it was, it was like 45 minutes. Oh, it was a long time. Yeah. At least. Because now, if you tried, if you were to do my hair now, dude, it's like, literally, it takes me like five minutes to blow dry. And then less than another 10 minutes to, like, curl it or yeah. flat iron it. Yeah. There's nothing left. That's how I've always been. And it, once I blow dry out my curls, then there's not a whole lot I have to do left. We need to clean up my kitchen. Yeah, we do. I got curls everywhere. So, so should we start with Studio Sweden? Studio Sweden. If you want to get some awesome headphones or earbuds, go to studio.com. It's S-U-D-I-O.com. And use the promo code CMD at checkout for 15% off your order. And you guys, these are excellent headphones. The over-the-ears are my favorite. They're extremely comfortable. Noise canceling. I mean, and the comfort on them and the sound. So comfortable. So comfortable. And the sound quality is excellent. So go check them out. You can rub the leather on your face like Kagan does. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favorite thing. Um, We want to thank our Patreons. And if you want to become one, you can go to patreon.com backslash color me dead podcast. We want to thank everybody that donates on there. You guys are kicking ass for us and helping us out. And you get cool perks. So we want to thank our examinators. Sharon Hoffman, Clinton Toon, Samantha Vaughn. I don't know what else to say. And without all of our Patreon subscribers, this show wouldn't happen. So thank you guys very much. Do you like how I tell you to read Yeah, like read this. this and it's upside down. Here, here read. Here, read. <laughs> so I know that I had posted a video um, in regards to this. 
but I didn't know if you guys like fully understand the brevity of the situation for this little girl. And she was on the Dr. Phil show. Her name is Lauren Cavanaugh. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Her name We're is Lauren. starting out heavy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm no. preparing myself. Oh, oh girl. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get comfortable. I know. I'm having muscle, muscle spasms. I think we're having an old. We can't I, sit in the same spot for too long. I, old. I have to move, dude. Like, And especially after like that last little flare-up that I went through and all my muscles, because I was having so many muscle spasms, I had muscle problems everywhere like it hurt just to touch me like this like the lightest touch and spencer kept forgetting god bless his heart Uh, and he would like go to squeeze me or i'd like try to walk away from him and he'd grab me and it hurt so bad and i went to visit some friends the other day and they got a new dog great big huge great pyrenees and he's a great big lovey dog and he like rammed his head right into my legs and was like trying to love me and i was like ow 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 like and finally they were like oh god you know and i was like dude i'm having some connective tissue issues like i need you to like not touch me well i don't have that but i've had pain for a while that's why i don't like people touching me anymore i'm like like, don't "Mm." well and this one's almost over the one that still hurts is like my tummy Mm. and i've got some spots in my legs that are still really sore but like when i start having those muscle spasms i like full body seize and then you like you saw my arm like when it was all swollen and i look like popeye yeah you (laughs) ate your spinach Uh, spinach so 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 um lauren cavanaugh was actually known as the girl in the closet And it's been 15 years since this actually took place, but she was put in a closet by her mom, Barbara, and her stepdad, Kenneth, Barbie and Ken. Ah. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. Yeah, for real. Like, I want them to be slowly beaten to death. Like... And raped. Yeah. Repeatedly. By other people. Mm-hmm. I hate them. I hate them. I so, would get incredibly violent with them, and I'm not a violent person. I know. Did you... Okay, so have yeah. you ever heard of, like, the Vietnamese, uh, like, toenail torture, where they would take bamboo shoots and, like, shove them under your toenails and shit, or, like, hammer them under... That's what I'm fucking talking about While right they're there. getting raped. Sure. Sure. Uh, this is how much I hate them. This is... Okay, so keep in mind, guys, she was... Uh, this went on for like six years okay god yeah by the time she was found she was eight years old so this shit started when she was just a little tot she was put into a closet and she was starved tortured and she was kept in this little closet for six years which was matted with feces covered in urine i mean because the little girl had nowhere to go the only time that they took her out was to beat on her, have sex with her, or let other people have sex with her and beat on her. And so she has serious issues. And if you guys want to look up the Dr. Phil episode, well, I've posted it. I can post it again. But she had admitted during the the show that her life had been pretty hard and she'd been struggling a lot with like flashbacks, PTSD. You can only imagine oh because she made it very well known that the only like she could hear the like when the door handle moved she would have like a panic attack because she knew what was coming next so in the interview it actually talks about how you know she's tried to commit suicide over 30 times oh um, my god she has like she has like weird anxiety tics mm-hmm. because of it um she does have a girlfriend and she's kind of like working through it with her but they said that when they found her um she 
was eight years old and she only weighed like 25 pounds. She was tiny. She was emaciated. And so they talked about that a little bit. Now, she, okay, hold on. Let me get my notes. So Barbie and Ken Atkinson, that was their name. Fuck you. Fuck you guys. And they are currently incarcerated. She was living in a four foot by nine foot closet from age three to eight. And she was only brought out to be tortured. Now, the police found her in 2001 and she was rescued by police in 2001 and adopted. But she struggled living like a normal life. Oh, I can imagine. During this time, like, okay, so, excuse me. During this time, like one of the tortures she had to endure, her stepdad would take her into a room, smack her around, rape her. And then make her sit there like he would put bullets in a revolver and like basically play Russian roulette and yeah. like put it to her head and click the trigger. Well, I forgot about that part. I mm, blocked it all out. I know. God. So they said that they being the like the psychologists and some of the rescuers that it was the most horrific thing that they had ever seen. Like she had bones jutting out from all parts of her body. Like she looked like a little bobblehead baby because she was so, so yeah. skinny. One of the things that stuck out most for me is um, they said that she had been raped vaginally and at, at, oh my God, it's so hard to say, anally, so many times that she had to have a reconstructive surgery on both. Jesus Christ. And that they think that she had been raped, not just by her mom and stepdad, but by other people more than 50 times. Holy shit. Like, and that's just a rough estimate. Because this went on for six years. So she was probably raped more than like a hundred times, like in the course of six years. So. What the fuck are people thinking? Who, who does that? I don't know, dude, because. Did any of the other people that came in and joined in, did they ever, do you know? No, because they're, as far as I know. The only people that were ever incarcerated or charged with anything were Barbie and Ken because, I mean, they didn't tell names on other people. And when she was rescued, there wasn't anybody there but her and them. How did they find her? Sorry, I might be jumping the gun. But Um, how did they figure it out? So she, um, it was like an anonymous tip. Oh. To the police. So... They actually referred to her, the, they called her their little secret, and they actually brought her out and showed her off to a neighbor, Oh! and they sent in the anonymous tip. Thank God. So when they found her, she had been so emaciated that she had, like, a little pot belly because she was, like, bloated with... Like the kids... Um, the, that you see in, like... What is that called? Kawasaki disease, mm-hmm. I think is what it is. Yeah. Where they're... they're bellies get really big because they're so emaciated Mm -hmm. so when they when they pulled her out she weighed 25.6 pounds and as a as an eight-year-old she should have weighed at least 50 to 60 pounds yeah my seven-year-old who is really skinny weighs 48 pounds yeah so and she was little like like height wise so when she was pulled out of there she was actually rushed rushed into surgery and she was fitted with a colostomy bag because her organs were actually shutting down and because she had been raped 
anally so many times, it had actually destroyed like the sphincter tone mm-hmm. in her little bum to where she couldn't hold her poo at all. Oh, I can't. And so oh, she had to God. be fitted with that bag. She was actually, um, during her stay at the hospital, they actually had to use a feeding method method that they devised for Holocaust victims to like slowly reintroduce food back into the body so that she didn't throw it up. The Mm -hmm. body didn't like reject Reject. it. Mm -hmm. Investigators also said that she had um, traumatic injury to like her, like her throat where they had like forced penises into her mouth or. Oh my God. Yeah. And like her little teethies, like some of her little teethies had been knocked out like to prevent her from like biting down or like scraping on somebody's genitals who the fuck wants to do that to a kid yeah man tell me about it if you have these thoughts go get help like yeah if 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 you find a two two i mean if you find a two-year-old attractive like you need to reach out and be like i i need help i need need some counseling i need some assistance okay to ask for help this is not okay no Fuck. so she she's doing okay i i don't even want to say okay because she's going through counseling but she's got like severe mental deficiencies because she didn't have any stimulation while she was in the closet she it's not like she learned her abcs or anything like that talk did she know how to talk do you did they say it didn't say i just i i'm sure that she knew how to speak but I'm sure it was a limited vocabulary. Yeah. But yeah, like the things that happen to this little girl are just absolutely devastating. And it's something that like, it took me a while to absorb, like as I was looking into the whole story about all of, all of the things, like she had to have like her reconstructive surgery. She's had multiple reconstructive surgeries and one of them took almost 10 hours. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I had a hard time just watching that story because I, I saw it and I kind of saw what it was about and I would go past, nope, that was a big nope. And then I finally stopped and watched the video or at least part of it. I couldn't, I, nope. Yeah. I was like, no, nope. That tore my heart out. It was a doozer. I can't even imagine. I always think of the age that my kids are and what was happening to her when she was the age of my children. And mm-hmm. no, 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 no. My story isn't as horrific, but it still sucks. Uh, it came from People Crime. Uh, there, it's called. The headline was "California Dad Shot in Front of His Two Daughters." Oh wow! So he left his wife home so that she could study for an exam that she had going on, and he took his two little girls and they went camping, and it was in California at Malibu Creek State Park outside of Los Angeles. Okay. About 4.45 a.m. on Friday, June 20th, somebody went into his tent and shot him with his little girls right there. What the fuck? I don't know. He's he's 35 years old, so he's not even... He's not that old. But the girls, the two daughters who were two and four, were completely unharmed. Why? Like, is it just a random thing? Somebody have something against him? I don't know. Who does that? Um, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office says the theory we're working with is that he was shot inside the tent, and the children were inside the tent, too. 
I, no assailant or motive has been identified. Well, how did they find the little girls? Because they, if they were left out there alone. Because they're at a campground. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, because I thought the same thing. Because when they said camping, I thought how we go camping, like out in the fucking middle of nowhere and you're trying to get as far away from people as possible. Right. So if that was the case, that would have been fucking horrible. Oh, man. Um, the authorities say that he was dead on the scene and deputies responded to a call about for shots fired at 4.45 a.m. He was hit at least once in the upper torso. There are 63 campsites in the location of the shooting in Calabasas Park, and they were all likely occupied at the time. It's mm-hmm. it's summer. Like, this literally happened for us Friday, for everybody listening, oh, two Fridays ago. Two if Fridays. you're listening on release day. Two Fridays. Two Fridays. It was June 22nd, 2018. Uh, the popular destination is just 25 miles from downtown Los Angeles, covers more than 8,000 acres. And it's the spot where the backdrop from mash the tv oh, nice. series is yeah it sounds like it's shitty what happened to him but it sounds like a cool place to go yes as of now they don't have any they don't know who did it why they would do it nothing nothing like somebody just walked in and shot him well nobody he, else he was, he was a scientist too mm-hmm. so i wonder if that like yeah if maybe it was like a He's got something I want, or maybe it was a competition thing. And if I cut out the comp, yeah, if I cut out the competition, then you didn't know. Yeah, or I I watch too much TV, but maybe he had a partner. They were working together on something. The other guy wanted the credit, and you know, something as simple as that. You know, you never know. Yeah, but if you creep up on somebody in the dark and shoot him inside of a tent with their fucking two-year-old and four-year-old in there. It's got to be something. There's got to be something there. You don't just randomly do that. If you randomly do that, if there's 63 campsites, then why not in other people? I don't know. Maybe it was just the first tent they stumbled upon. And then they were like, oh, wait, never mind. I don't want to finish. There was little kids in there. I don't want to finish. I don't know. Fuck. That's so weird. It is. Way weird. Dick. So this one, this one actually makes me really happy because you know I love my animals. I have many. Mm-hmm. And... It pains me every time I see a story about somebody leaving their dog in the car mm. and their dog gets fucking, they basically bake to death. Like when you leave a, 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 like when you leave a baby in the car, you're basically baking them to death. Yeah. And it's hot. You start sweating. Well, <clears throat> kids last a little bit longer because they have multiple places to sweat from. Dogs can only sweat from two places, their paws and their mouth. So this one actually makes me pretty happy. <laughs> My dog's outside sweating to death. I'm like, um, why are you bring the dog in? <laughs> Sorry. So this actually took place on June 24th. Recent. Um, a Florida dog dies left in a hot car. The owner was arrested and charged with animal cruelty. Yay. I know. Because usually, like animal abuse cases, and I know this from personal experience because, let me tell you a little backstory. Oh, and let then, me tell you something. Let me tell you a little story. And then we'll actually... I'll actually tell you this story. Um, so I'm driving down the road and I live on a very busy highway. And anytime I see an animal in the road, I panic and I try to get them out of the road as quickly as I can because my dog, my like the favoritest dog I've ever had, and I had him for 10 years, got run over in the road. 
strange thing is my dog never went in the road ever. Like I lived in some of the busiest cities ever and he never went in the road. So weird that he would do that. But anyway, so there's two dogs running down the road and I'm like, oh shit, I got to try and find these dogs. And I actually knew where they lived because it's on that main strip and I used to walk my dogs down there. So I, re I recognized him and was like, oh, okay, I know where these dogs go. Well, they run into the KOA campground, which is just kitty corner from where I live. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to get him to come to me and I couldn't get him. And I was like, well, shit, man. So I call animal control and my friend is animal control officer. Hey. And don't say her name. I wasn't going okay. to. <laughs> she knows who she is. Hey. hey. So anyway, um, she finally gets the dogs and I'm like, hey, I, and I went and alerted the owner and he's like, oh crap. Like, fuck, I can't, I can't leave. My kid is here. You know, this, that, and the other. He was like, I cannot afford for my dogs to go to the pound. So I go back to the KOA and I ask my friend, I'm like, hey, I know where these dogs belong. Can we just go and drop them off to the owner? Like I was, I thought I was doing my good deed for the day, like trying to build up karma points. Right. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. So we take them back and the, as soon as we get there, she's like trying to give him the leashes and he's just like calling him out of the truck all willy fucking nilly. So he gets a hold of the one, which is a pit bull. And the other one is like a border collie looking thing. So the pit bull comes out, he's got, got the leash and the animal control officers like takes it from him so he can get the other one calls the dog out of the car and she's like cowering from this guy, like trying to get away from him. She bolts and runs off again. So the officer was like, go get your dog. We'll stay here. And so he goes and gets his, gets his dog and comes back. Well, when he comes back, he straight up grabs this dog by like the nape of his neck and his scruff, like his scruff. And then the back of his butt body slams him, like brings him up Jesus off the ground, Christ. like two, two feet, slams him on the ground. The dog whimpers or like squeaks, obviously. As you would. And the officer was like, hey, 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 you can't do that. And he's like, oh, he know what he did. And she's like, no, probably not. And she's like, you cannot do that. So we help this guy who's like mildly crippled in the legs, I guess, take his dogs to the back and like put him back in their like kennel area or whatever. Well, come to find out when he went to go get his dog right in front of the KOA, he gets a hold of his dog, picks it up and starts like closed fist, like punching his dog, throwing him around kicking him around and throws him in the car and lots of people saw it lots of people were very upset and they called it in so what did you say that animal control officer was still there at his house but we didn't know what happened down at the koa because that's down oh, further okay. like you couldn't see what was going on down okay. there but lots of people down there had seen it and were like calling it in so we get his dogs put away and I text her and was like, hey man, that was really cool of you, blah, blah, blah. You're my hero. And she's like, don't praise me too quick because now I got to go back and cite him for animal cruelty. I remember when that was happening. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? After we, I was like, all right. So she goes up there, she knocks on the door and he's like, oh, hey, thanks, man. She's like, oh, don't thank me yet. And was like, I have to cite you for animal cruelty. And this is why. And like told him what people saw. And he freaked out. Get get the fuck off my porch. You're just harassing me. Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, right after she had done him a solid, she actually ended up having to call the police to come and do like a civil standby so that she could cite him. And the funny thing is, as soon as the police arrived, he got all, of course, of course he was like, oh, yeah. That's how you get. And mellowed right the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Well, 
she the officer asked me if i'll like sign a statement and yeah. i was like of course so i signed my statement i get a summons to court of course mm-hmm. two people testified against this guy plus what the animal control officer saw walked free uh-uh yep walked free and i think i think he lost custody of one of his dogs because i still walk by his house with my dogs and I've only seen the one. So either the dog was rehomed or he lost custody or I don't know. I don't know what happened. But anyway. You try to keep him from losing his dogs to the doggy jail where that's where they should have been. Or the fucking highway. They were running down the middle of the, the fucking highway. It would have been better for him to go to doggy jail because he real. probably wouldn't have got him out. I don't think so. If he didn't have the money to get him out, then they could have had a good... Because it's where we've got our last two dogs was from Doggy Jail. Mm-hmm. And they're the best two dogs I've ever had. They always are. Yeah. They always are. They know where to potty. And they're nice and they're happy and they like to have people. I think that they're thankful. I think dogs that come from the shelter are like, oh, thank God. Yeah, because both of these dogs have been the best. Paloma's so... Showed you. Dude. What? She tried to bite me the other day. <laughs> Speaking of, she's chill. She's th- th- this is you're a like, good thing. This is you're like she's so sweet. She's so kind, dude. She tried to bite me. <laughs> it's a good thing because I was messing with Addison. My I was messing with my youngest. Well, I'm glad that she bite you too because she bits the shit out of me. I was biting her legs, just playing around. That's like what I was doing. Do. Remember when I was biting her on the bum? Yes. And Paloma jumped up and bit me on the arm. She sat there. She crouched down. And she growled at me. Like, it was so scary. I'm like, okay. I was like, Addison, get off of me. Don't touch me anymore. Back the fuck off. And she just said, and then she did the thing like she does to you, where she's like, love me. Like, I have to protect my babies. Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Um, do you need to go outside for a minute? That was the scariest thing. Because when I had Addie on the bed, and I was like grabbing her legs and uh-huh. making her squeal. And then I bit her on the bum and Paloma jumped up and bit the shit out of my arm. And then like, she was like, love oh, me. I'm sorry. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Yes. But she, it left marks. It didn't break the skin. No, it's just. But those it, were like, big bruises. They Dude, it hurt. <laughs> like when, yeah. a, when a bulldog bites you, that shit hurts. I think the only reason she didn't bite me is because I was in the, where I sit in my living room in the corner. And there was like a chair next to. Like a little ro- a kid's rocking chair right there on the right side, and then the, all the other stuff was on the left side, so she couldn't get up to me fast enough. So she was straight across from me, and I think if she would have been by me like she was with you, I would have I would have got a warning. Uh, you would have got the nip. Don't bite the baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not okay. It's not. So this guy, his name is Harold Crages, sixty four of Fellsmore, faces uh, felony cruelty to animal because. His dog died after he left him in the car for hours, and he, he had been arrested in Indian River County multiple times. Like, he has a criminal record. But he, like, why would you leave your dog? Why, to, why take your dog? Like, if you're going to be somewhere for hours at a time, yeah. why take your dog? Don't. Just don't. Like, I can understand if they're, like, farm dogs, you know what I mean, and they're in the back of the truck, but you don't roll your windows up or even leave them cracked. Don't, because it might be 
90 degrees outside, but trust me, it's over 100 in that fucking car. Yeah. And they can't sweat and they don't have any water. So he was actually at Earl's Lounge. Oh, so he left the dog in the car so he could go get drunk. And he told the deputy that he left the car with a window partially rolled down. Now, what did I just fucking say? Don't take your fucking dogs. Even if the window's cracked, even if you park in the shade, it's too fucking hot for them. If, if you have a question, turn your car off and sit there for a minute. If you get too hot, it's too fucking hot. I would actually, I would actually like for people to go park your car in the fucking sun, leave it there for like two hours. Sit in go it. get, go get in that son of a bitch. Two hours later, two hours, hours later. later, go get in that son of a bitch. Leave the windows even just a little crack or all the way up. Go sit in that motherfucker for twenty five minutes. Tell even me. Five. Oh, even five minutes. No, no. Right, like sit there, sit there for 25 minutes with no water and see how well that, see how well that goes. Yeah. So the dog was inside the vehicle for more than three and a half hours before Jesus. it was discovered by somebody else at the bar who came inside and was like, hey, fucking your dog is like dead and or dying. And the dude was just like, yeah, right. Like had no, like didn't give a shit. So they actually called the police. Now the guy's actually been um, the the dog was taken out, but it died a short time later. Aww. I don't even know how it made it that long. To be completely no honest with kidding. you, because basically what it does, they bake to death, their insides liquefy, yeah. and they die. So he was arrested, and he's being booked into Indian River County Jail. His bond was set at ten thousand dollars. Ha! Good. Yeesh fucker i know i'm seeing i'm a big animal person like i take my dogs with me everywhere and yes i will leave them in the car with the windows rolled up the car is always left running and the ac is going and they and if have you, good music and they're always listening to good music plus they have water in the back because i have that little thing mm -hmm. that clips to the back but um whenever i take my dogs with me it's usually like i'm running into the pet store to grab pet yeah. food or whatever and even then i'll take them in with me yeah but like i take my dogs with me almost everywhere but i always leave my vehicle running and <laughs> my dad's like are you afraid somebody's gonna steal that car and i'm like the last person that reached into the fucking car got fucked up so yeah and rogue is like the sweetest dog ever yeah like paloma where i don't want to do this to you but if i, I gotta have protect to protect mine well so what happened was see what see what what, what happened? happened see what happened was <laughs> i left the windows like half rolled down and it was this was in the winter time so i like it was probably 30 degrees outside so i wasn't really worried about it but uh anyway it was pudge and rogue because I didn't, um, I didn't take cricket with me. I didn't, I didn't even have cricket yeah, then. Yeah, I didn't think you had him yet. But uh, anyway, I had run into the grocery store to grab some milk and some bagels, and while like I came walking out, and there's a guy standing in the back of my truck, and if you guys don't know, I I drive a big ass Toyota Tundra, and he's standing like I can beautiful. I love my truck. I want it. Loves my truck. But anyway, um, as I'm walking out, I can barely see like the top of this person's head, and he was an older fella. But I can barely see the top of his head, but I see him standing at the back of my truck and he's holding his hand. He's holding his right hand with his left hand and there's just blood like running off of his hand. And I was like, oh, fuck. And he like I come barreling over there like, you know, you've seen me when I fast walk. Oh, yeah. And you I'm fast like fast walk everywhere. I know I have to to keep up with everybody. So oh, everybody has to keep up with you. Bullshit. You should have you ever watched Logan like when he's on a mission <laughs> to get somewhere? My son can throw stump. So anyway. I come over 
to the truck and he's like, your dog bit me. And I was like, what'd you do? Why would you reach your fucking hand into the vehicle? And he was like, well, he, he, he looks so friendly. Yep, yep, yep. And he, his head was hanging out. So I just reached over to pet him. But didn't you have it rolled so that he couldn't get his whole head out? Mm-hmm. I thought so. And so I, he opened the door. Like, he had to have. And I don't know if he, like, reached in for something in the truck or if he, like, reached for Rogue's leash because Rogue is a purebred American Akita. Beautiful dog. Um, I don't know. But Rogue, he like, when he reached, he had his fingers out. So he bit across the tops of his index finger, middle finger, and ring finger. Mm-hmm. Like, split them, like, badly. Like, big bite. Anyway, I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you reach for a strange dog? And he's like, uh. And I'm like, let's call the police. Like, because I didn't want, like. Well, yeah. I'm like, let's let's call the cops. Let's call animal control. And he immediately got, like, really shifty about it. I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I'll just go to air. I was like, that needs stitches. And I was like, and you're going to need a tetanus shot. And they're going to want to know my dog's, like, vet records. Yeah. And he, he just got all weird about it. Well, I called my friend at animal control and was like, dude, this happened. So, like, if he goes to the hospital, if you need to come and get my dog, if because they'll put your dog in a 30-day quarantine. I know. I was like, I have all of his shot records and everything. But I was like, this dude had to have opened the door and reached in. But I was like, now he doesn't want to call the cops and he doesn't want to call animal control. And she's like, okay, well, if he, if he calls, I'll call you and then I'll come get Rogue. And I was like, all right, nothing ever happened. But I was like, why would you stick your hand into, yeah. like, and you've seen my dog. He's huge. Yeah. I still wonder what he was trying to do in the truck. Like, was he trying to take the truck? Was he trying to take the dog? Was he trying to see if there's anything good in there? I don't know. People are fucking shitty. Shitty fucking people. Don't be them. Don't reach into my fucking truck. God only knows what evil lurks in that back seat. Yeah. Well, speaking of shitty people. Okay. I have a guy in New York who chopped off his pregnant wife's arm. What the fuck? Yeah. This also came out of people crime. Is that oh. what it's called? People crime? Yes. Um, uh, police have arrested a New York City man accused of cutting his pregnant wife's arm off before going on the run. Yong Lu, who is 38 years old, was captured in Niagara Falls about 400 miles away on Saturday night, June 23rd. A rookie officer made the arrest after spotting Lou, who was wanted by the New York Police Department in a restaurant, according to the Niagara Falls Police. How do you eat after that? Or was he just hiding out there? No, I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, you've got to be some kind of fucking, like a real fucking psychopath. Yeah. Lou allegedly fled after attacking his wife inside their Brooklyn apartment on Thursday. And an NYPD source tells People that Lou allegedly used a steak knife to cut off his 30... F- a fucking steak knife? Yes, I have been overthinking this. He used a steak knife to cut off his 35-year-old wife's arm in an alleged... Alleged? Alleged. That, that word. Domestic dispute. He also allegedly cut off two of the fingers on her left hand. On the yeah, other dude, hand. He's, he's got mental health issues. Like, you don't just fucking saw somebody's arm off with a fucking steak knife no it's not like a quick hack with a with a hatchet or anything like well, that's gonna take a minute mary vincent told me that you know <sighs> there it, there's multiple wax even with a hatchet yeah yeah oh um well she didn't tell me personally I'm just no saying. but 
Um, I was just thinking of Deadpool. Have you seen 138 Days? <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler. Oh. Sorry, I'm inappropriate. That's, that's what we do here. I'm like, I'm trying not to laugh at I that, but bet, that's fucking funny. I bet other people are doing the same. Why the fuck am I laughing? She's horrible. <laughs> sorry. Not these, sorry. These are my people. <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm not laughing at what happened to her. I'm just You're laughing at Deadpool. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that we make jokes to, you know, not make it so Dude, horrifying. I what? I, seriously, though, that's mental health issues. Yeah. So his wife was transported to Bellevue Hospital. <laughs> hmm. I, anyway, where she remains in stable conditions after surgeons successfully reattached her arm. Wow. That's yeah. cool. The wife is pregnant, and the unborn child was not harmed in the attack. The Niagara Falls police had been notified by the New York City Police Department and the U.S. Marshals that Lou was likely in the city. They tracked him down to a crowded eatery where a young officer quickly handcuffed him. I wonder if her arm was, like, completely detached? Like how the fuck did he get through the bone with a steak that's knife? That's what I'm wondering. Because if they successfully say... reattached it, I wonder if he, like, made it to the bone or, like, got like halfway through or something because like i don't know. see somebody getting through the bone with a steak knife i don't know i don't know. i don't know either that's what i've been wondering this whole time i need more details we need more and the cop who he is a rookie cop could you imagine his heart his poor little heart's probably just, just fucking being, you're under arrest come back <laughs> got you <laughs> victory this officer said officer is being lauded for containing a situation that could have turned violent when Lou was detained, he was carrying a life jacket with him. Was he was he planning on going down Niagara? No. The police think that he was planning to swim across the river to gain access to Canada. Dude, the Mounties will get you. Right? I watched that on Shameless. Mounties got Fr- Frank. Mm. I almost called him Fred. I just make people's names up. On Friday, the Crime Stoppers Buffalo issued an update on Lou suggesting he may be in the Niagara Falls area after allegedly offering a bus driver cash to let him cross the border into Canada while hiding in the vehicle's luggage compartment. The bus driver refused and notified authorities. Smart. He's a smart criminal. He's being extradited to New York City where he'll be formally charged with first-degree assault. That's all you get for cutting off an arm? You can get that for, like, ugh. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Good God. First degree assault. That's all you get? Really? First degree assault. What do you get, like, uh, I don't know. I guess I just don't understand. I don't either. Meh. Well, okay. Mm. So, I've got one that, actually, I, I pulled this one because everybody knows that we are big advocates for domestic violence yes this actually took place in may um of 2018 so it's not as recent and i don't know how many people heard it but we all know that all around the world domestic violence is a huge problem and unfortunately a lot of cases go totally unreported and even when they're documented justice is not always served so when cases go to trial either they need solid evidence or they need witnesses to really charge somebody with violent behavior and this causes a lot of problems because a lot of the people that are being abused don't want to face their attacker or they don't want to turn them in because they love me or I need them or... Because they get in your fucking head yeah. and play games with you. And and they don't always have enough evidence to, like, back up the case. Yeah. 
So, ncadv.org states that on average, 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to almost 10 million women and men. One in three women and one in four men have been victims of some sort of physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. One in four women and one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence by their intimate partner. Only 34% of those who are injured by their partners receive medical care for their injuries. Whoa. So the rest of them are either hiding it or just mm-hmm. dealing with it. According to domestic violence, st- oh my God. According to domesticviolencestatistics.org, every nine seconds in the United States, a woman is assaulted or beaten. Jesus. Nine seconds. Around the world, at least one in every three women has been beaten, coerced into sex, or otherwise abused during her lifetime. Most often, the abuser is a member of the family or a partner. God. I know. And domestic violence is actually the leading cause of injury to women, more than car accidents, muggings, rapes combined. And isn't it, I remember that we did some of this for the meet and greet. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that the biggest reason that women miss out on work for medical reasons? Yes. Is because of, they've been hurt too bad by their By their partner partner. or a family member. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So studies actually suggest that 10 million children witness some form of domestic violence annually. Nearly one in five teenage girls who have been in a relationship said their boyfriend threatened them with violence or self-harm if presented with a breakup. If you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. Or they just start smacking them around. Every day in the United States, more than three women are murdered by their husbands or their boyfriends. Domestic violence and their victims lose nearly 8 million days, 8 million days of paid work per year in the United States, the equivalent to 32,000 full-time jobs. That's what you were thinking of. Yes. That statistic Yes, because right I remember looking at statistics. Something. Like that. Yeah. So this story actually is about Judy Malowinski. Malowinski. She's a mother of two, and she became part of the statistics when she fell victim to domestic violence. In 2015, it got out of hand, and she ended up spending years in the hospital, becoming becoming one of the most shocking trials of all time. People around the world are following her story and hoping for justice. So, basically what happened for this poor girl, hold on, let me, let me get my notes. Let me find it. So, Judy and her boyfriend, Michael Slager, were like one of those, you know, perfectly imperfect couples is what people would call them. Um, She never mentioned any trouble. She never mentioned any abuse. Um, Because you, I mean, from my experience, you don't. You pretend like everything is perfect. And that was, no, it's fine. She... (laughs) No, it's fine. fine. You're fine. Um, so she would always tell everybody, like, no, it's fine. I I tripped and fell or, you know, this happened while I was playing with the kids or, you know, she had an excuse for everything. But there was a lot more disturbing things that were taking place behind closed doors, obviously. So what happens next for this poor woman? Is that your phone doesn't want to tell you? I know. Um, in 2015, Slager poured gasoline all over Malawinski and set her on fire. Oh, my God. Yes. No one wanted to believe that someone would intentionally commit this kind of crime, but he kept on... He was like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I didn't do that. She fucking survived. She testified at her own fucking 
like the, at that trial. Oh my god. Mhm. So she she lived long enough to testify and like tell the truth. Because at the time, like after her first initial burns cuz she suffered third and fourth degree burns all over her body. Um she was unable to speak because of like it'll burn your throat it like the yeah so basically what happens is when you're on fire and you're inhaling that like the the fire and mm -hmm, it's burning your lungs so she was unable to speak she lived long enough to testify and tell her side of the story against um slager then tragically she passed so she this is the picture Oh, my God. I can't imagine living through that. I'm glad she lived long enough to deal with it, but mm -hmm. I'm a burn victim myself, mm -hmm. and that was the most horrifying thing I've ever gone through in my she life. Lost, she lost multiple fingers. She lost her ears. She lost her nose. Um, doctors tried their best to save her, but unfortunately, she had, like, huge sores on her back that wouldn't heal. Um, in the, like, in the bendy parts of your knees and your elbows, mm -hmm. or your arms, your elbows, like, behind your knees and in your, the crook of your arm, were all, yeah. So, because of her, her injuries and her severely damaged throat, it made it hard for her to eat or speak. Mm -hmm. um, she also lost the ability to walk. Obviously, if you've got huge sores behind your knees that won't heal, you're not, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not mobile. She actually lived for two years. Oh, my and then, God. Yeah. And then she actually passed away. So, <sighs> moving on. Um, they, she had actually undergone 56 major surgeries within two years and nothing. They couldn't do anything for her. But she did, she was able to name her attacker and she was able to say, he set me on fire. When she passed, obviously, a lot of family members, a lot of friends, very devastated. Um, Judy's, ki you know, Judy's kids found out, you know, far too soon that they had lost her mom. Her mother was a mess and knew that she needed to get justice. Luckily, she was able to testify from beyond the grave as well because she kept a journal. Oh. Yeesh. So they were actually able to use that, and um, they used that at the trial in the courtroom against Slager. So it kind of, like, detailed everything he had ever done to her prior to that. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. So they had set up an hour and 45-minute video deposition from the hospital bed, and she was able to explain, like, every single detail. And the, the video is available. I didn't want to watch it. So they, she was able to tell them, like, she, she told them everything, but then she had this journal that they were able to, like, pull out details. Because the, the abuse started pretty quickly after they got together. And it was simple, sh like, not, I shouldn't say simple. I don't mean that. No, things small like, things. Small things, like, you know, pushing her up against a wall and getting her in, getting in her face. Or punching walls. Or, like, shoulder checking her. Or, you know what I mean? Like, the little the little things that go unnoticed and then they just gradually grew Got into there. yeah to where because domestic abusers are just like a, a murderer you could okay i'll explain what i'm trying to get at they start off with animals and then they move on and move up and move up so that's what your domestic abuse is going to be too it's going to start small and it's going to escalate mm-hmm 
So later, Slager actually admits to pouring gasoline and claims that setting her on fire was an accident. Like, I admit I poured the gas, but I accidentally set her on fire. How do you accidentally set you somebody on fire after you pour fucking... How do you accidentally set somebody on fire, like, after you pour gas on them? Um, <laughs> sorry. This is the part that, like, really nubs me. Apparently, after he poured gasoline on her, he says there was an accident with his cigarette, and that's how she went up with flames. Why are you smoking when she is covered in fucking gas if you don't have any, any intentions of doing something? Okay, well, let me tell you something. My, my dad's best friend owned Westside 66 for a long, long time, mm-hmm. which is now like, I think it's empty now, or they turned it into something else, but it was a gas station and mecha- like auto repair. Well, there was gasoline everywhere. There was like puddles of the shit. Okay. I was sitting out in the shop with him one day with my dad and his best friend and then me, and he was working on a car and he was smoking. Yeah. And there's like a puddle of gas oh underneath him. And I'm like having a fucking heart attack. I'm like, you could see me visibly, like visibly trembling. And he looks over and he's like, are you afraid? And I was like, yes, I'm afraid. And he took that cigarette and flicked it right into that puddle of gas. And it went, Psst. Oh, because it's Cigar- too wet. Cigarettes are not hot enough to start a flame but his lighter that he used to to light Light, it to light that cigarette oh yes and i've actually tested this theory i've done it with two stroke and i've done it and don't (laughs) try this at home don't ever use two stroke to start a fucking fire because when that shit actually i burn the fuck out of myself um spencer's bachelor party (laughs) i went to start a fire and he was out getting bombed and i tried to start a fire in the living room because it was cold as balls and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna do it the lazy redneck way and i poured two stroke all over the logs and i reached in there to like start it and the flame like jumped out and went straight up my arm burned all my arm hair off so that was nice i didn't have to wax that arm but i had like <laughs> you get your stash and your, your face hair <laughs> i like i ran to the bathroom to see if i still had like eyebrows and eyelashes but yeah don't ever pour two stroke on a fucking fire it's not a good idea but cigarettes are not actually hot enough to ignite gasoline and i know that they tell you not to not to smoke near gas pumps and shit and i get that as a like as a precaution but i actually went went out into the driveway at my house and i put two stroke in the driveway and i put gasoline and i flicked a cigarette in each one of them and they both just went and i was like you gotta be shitting me hmm that makes sense but i mean i'm not saying it can't happen I'm saying that when I saw it at the mechanic yeah. shop, it didn't happen. And I'm saying that when I did it in the in the driveway, it didn't ignite either one. And I bet at the gas station when they don't want you to, they don't want you to light it when you get out. Too. Well, because the fumes, actually, mm-hmm. you can catch like a spark from that. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I did do the experiment myself. I only did it once. I saw it at the shop. I went home. I did it in the driveway. Both times, nothing ignited. So, just saying that, like, if he says, and P.S., why the fuck are you pouring gasoline on your girlfriend? Why? Yeah. Why? What the fuck? I was just trying to scare her and then smoke about it. And <laughs> what the fuck, man? Okay. That right there. Like, anyway. I knew I needed to calm down, so I had to smoke. Like, come the fuck on. Get your shit together. Get all your shit. Put it in a backpack. Take it to the shit museum or take it to the shit store and sell it. But get your shit together because your story is not fucking working. There's no getting out of this. No. Well, he actually, Slager tried to have the video removed, the video that they took of Judy, um, 
where they did that hour and 45 minute video, he tried to have that removed um, because it was improperly obtained. So after this claim was actually taken in, into consideration, the judge decided against him and used the video as valid testimony. <laughs> yeah. So even after she had passed away, she was able to Good. testify against him. Yep. Good. So she, a dead woman, actually testified at her so they, at our attacker's fucking trial. Yeah, how cool is that? That's way cool. Thank God for that. Yeah. So Judy's words made it really hard to find the boyfriend innocent, and no one would believe the twisted truth anyway. Like, his twisted truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just poured gas on her all willy-fucking-nilly because, you know, she was being naughty, and so I was putting her in timeout by pouring gas on her. No. What? That's not how it works, sir. <laughs> I, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but... That's that's not how it, you. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this like works. We can spray a cat with water, a water bottle, and maybe they'll stay out of shit. You don't cover your girlfriend in gas. No, it's not the same. So, according to ViralThread.com, Judge Reese said a criminal defendant's right to confrontation is of paramount importance the defendant in this case did have an opportunity to confront her accuser to subject her cross-examination hmm. so in the end it was clear that judge reese had made the right decision yeah. I, I still am reeling over the whole fucking i'm just gonna pour some gas on i her. know i just i didn't hear most of what you just said because i was thinking about like what how do you try to explain yourself out of that you don't you can't you can't like people do fucked up shit um, Every day. But, ugh. like, pouring gas on your girlfriend, the mother of your children, I really? wish that, uh, and like I've said before, I've been burned, so I don't wish that on anybody, usually. Like him, burn bitch. I think it's the eye for an eye. Yeah. Like, burn. so here we're, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to cover you in two-stroke, and then we're going to take turns flicking cigarettes at you, and then we're really going to set you on we'll fire. toss the match. <laughs> right. Um, so using the video deposition in the trial had never been done in Ohio prior to this case. Since it was the, since this was like setting a precedent in Ohio, everyone was extremely interested in the case and curious to see how the results would turn out. And I could see where that would be. You're like, how the fuck does yeah. this work? After Malawinski's death, Judy's law was passed, and according to 10TV.com, Judy's law would add six years to the sentence in cases like Judy's, where an accelerant is used and where the victim is permanently disabled or disfigured. The bill was unanimously passed by the House in May, and after the vote in the Senate, it will now go to the governor to be signed. Which, this is 2015, so it's already yeah. been done. So... Before she died, before Judy died, she spoke to reporters and said, I never knew that a human being could be so evil and cruel. He just stood there and did nothing. So he yeah. knew, he knew what he was going to do. Mm -hmm. Like none of it was an accident. This broke the hearts of everybody, including us. I'm about to puke. I'm not even kidding. Are you okay? Burns. PTSD. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not. No. With it's that, I have it. Yeah. Yes. Well, Makes do you remember sick. when I burned the shit out of my, like, out of my hand? I had, like, second and third degree burns on my hand from that hot water burn when I worked at La Cabana? Kind of, yeah. That, like, that fucked me up where they had to, like, separate my fingers so that, because all the burns so were, that like. it doesn't web. Yeah. Because that's what's wrong with my armpit. It webbed. 
Oh, fuck. My mom, when she was putting my fire out on my armpit, she burned her hand right there and it webbed because they had to take care of her along with me at the burn unit to make sure she didn't. And she was fucking nine months pregnant with Kagan, eight months. I'm surprised he's alive because she tumbled down the stairs while I was screaming around downstairs on fire. It's, well, like, when they had that little apparatus in between Mm -hmm. my fingers and shit, and I looked like a fucking, like a little alien, because I only had the three fingers that were, like, wrapped up. So, Slager was found guilty on all charges. He will serve 11 years in prison. Now, I don't think that's enough prison time. Understandably, a lot of people would argue that that punishment isn't enough either. He took Judy from her children. How much? 11 years. No. Not enough. Not even close. That's him. Fuck you. Yeah. You took Judy from her family and her children. In a horrible way. In a horrible manner. That she had to deal with for two Two years. years. Two years. And let me tell you how miserable the fucking burn unit is. That's why I'm sick right now. It's not so much what happened to me. It's the burn unit. Oh, dude, when they start cleaning shit? Uh Uh-huh. Because when I had to have my, like, I'll let you tell your part. Okay. I'm going to tell my part. So I had to go in twice a day to have it debrided and cleaned the first time I went in because it was like right after so what happened was I burned my hand with hot water that came out of the coffee machine which was like 190 200 degrees um it was really really busy in the restaurant I was the only server there and it was the it was the opening of the temple well Mm. everybody left the temple and the restaurant started filling up and we needed help and I was running my ass off trying to get everything done I had just had knee surgery and oh my gosh So they called in another waitress. Well, I didn't know she was there because she came through the front door instead of the back door. Well, I came out of the waitressing station and I had like four cups of tea with the little kettle pots full of that water. Well, I came around the station and she bumped the tray and it went this way and then back down. My arm in this part right here, so my first finger and my thumb and in between and then this splotch right here where my tattoo is, it bubbled, popped, slagged, Mm -hmm. and then bubbled up again. And so I'm in the back like running cold water on my hand. And my boss looks over and she's like, get back out front. And I held up my hand and I was like, don't fucking think so. I was 16 at the time. So my mom comes to get me. They take me to the hospital. I've got a block away. I know. I had my hand in a bag full of ice, like ice water. And, and, And at that time, you can't feel it. Once you numb it, yeah. So we get in there. They cut it. They cut all the blisters open and pull it all off. And they put some sylvadine or whatever the fuck that shit is. And then they wrap it, right? By the time I got home, I was like literally writhing in pain. And my mom went to fill my prescription so that I could take some painkillers. Well, the next day we had to go in and they had like re- rebubbled. And so they had to cut all that off. And they're like, okay, we, we have to clean it now. We have to scrub it. And I was like, okay. I had no idea. Dude, mm. as soon as that water touched it, I jumped backwards. And the nurse, like it was a male nurse, put his full body weight on me and shoved my arm under there with one hand and then started scrubbing with the other. that's the only way they're going to get you in there. Oh, yeah. I was like, my mom had to leave and go outside because I started screaming. And she told me later, she's like, I didn't know whether to cry and stand there or punch that guy. Because I was like, you know, when your feet are like, you're ah, trying to get away from him twice a day for like, yeah. Yeah. So mine, I was nine, almost 10. And I I had, it was crop top time, okay? So we're mm-hmm. in 1980, 1990. Yeah, 1990. Kagan was born. Um, 1990, and I was 
my mom had just like hot off the press just made me the cutest little fucking crop top and she was upstairs sewing I think she was upstairs sewing the pants for him and I was I wanted to make dinner and I didn't really know how to do it by myself and we had an electric stove so I turned the burner on go upstairs ask her how high it should be I I clearly haven't been taught cooking safety at this point (laughs) And she's like, it needs to be medium. I'm like, sweet. So I go back down, and I'm just the right height. When I reach over to turn it down, my little crop top touched the burner and went whoosh, just because of whatever it was made, made out, out of. of. It Probably a polyester fucking blend. Yeah, and I can't remember. My mom my mom knows, and I, I should know because they've said it a million times, but I block things out. Um, It burned, it like went on fire. Well, when you're on fire and you're 10, 9, almost 10, you don't remember stop, drop, and roll. I did not anyway. Right. And so I start screaming, Mom, Mom, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. And she comes barreling down the stairs and puts me out. Calls my stepdad because he's at work at his clinic because he's a doctor. And he's, Mom's, he's like, just bring her by here. I'll look at it. Thinking that, like, my mom's just being dramatic because as moms, that's, that's, that's what, what we, we do. do. <laughs> and... um. She didn't even stop the car. My brother was in the back seat with me. He had an ice cube in his hand, and he was letting it drip, and he was dripping the cold water on me, on my burn. And, like, I wonder what, I wonder if he has any. I've never really asked him about it. I wonder if he has any PTSD or any, like, memory, bad, like mm-hmm, from that, because he had to, like, sit with me and take care of me all the way to the hospital. But... She didn't even stop. Like, she rolls up and the window is down. He takes one look in. He's like, go to the hospital right now. I remember that part. I go to the hospital and they didn't even, I don't even know if they checked me in because they were like, we can't do anything with you. You got to go now. And they wanted to take me by ambulance, but my mom didn't want them to scare me. So they just drove me out there. And I think they must have given me pain meds or I blocked it out. Because all I remember about being in the ER in Salt Lake is... My dad called, or they called my dad. I don't know. I think I said hi to him, but I remember they first scrubbed it there. Oh but once God. I can't, I don't know how long I had to stay there. I'm gonna have to ask my mom all the details because I block things out if I don't want to remember them. I'll straight up just block them out. They're done. <laughs> They're gone, and. I did that a lot with my burn. So I come home and in between waiting for my skin graft, because I didn't even get, like, it was beyond second degree. There weren't blisters. It was nothing. It was just skin. Like, it went in my meat. There was no like, no blisters whatsoever. So when I get home, I have to go in twice a day. But since it was in my armpit, I had to get into a whirlpool. Oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. And they took a sponge, and it's... If you've seen a medical sponge, that's what they do. And they sit there and scrub everything off. All the loose skin has to come off mm-hmm. twice a day. Yep. And it was horrifying. It's not nice. That was guys. the biggest pain in the whole entire world. I think that's why I have such a high threshold for pain now is because I went through such horrible pain when I was younger. It was fucking awful. I ended up getting skin grafts. They... Uh, have another story about skin grafts. They took it from my butt cheek. It's basically my whole right butt cheek and slapped it in my armpit and they did a really shitty job. So it looks like I never even got a skin graft. Yeah, it's a pretty gnarly scar, dude. Yeah. And then they had to wear those Job stockings, which is like mm-hmm. a really tight shirt and it dug into my armpit. So I hated it and I'd always take it off. That could be another reason why it's so ugly because that's supposed to keep it flat. 
And I would take it off because I'd dig into my armpit and make my armpit bleed. And they smelled, I cannot smell Dawn dish soap to this day because you had to, that was the only thing you could wash it in is Dawn dish soap. And back then they didn't have all the flavors. So you wash it in flavors, Dawn, flavors, scents. I always say that. I always <laughs> what do that. What flavor do you want? I always do that. And I don't know why. Um, uh, my mom would wash it in Dawn dish soap and then set it, lay it out to dry, like air dry it. And so all day, all I smelled was Dawn dish soap, and I still mm. can't. I cannot with that. I can handle like the apple. I'll get the ample, ap, ample, ample, the green apple scented shit, but I cannot handle. Like, why couldn't it be something that smelled yummy? I don't mm. know. No. So, on a brighter note, oh, because because Judy died, they they came back and wanted to retry him for the death penalty. Oh, they for did? murder. Did mm-hmm. he get it? Mm-hmm. Good. So he did get he did get convicted for murder. Thank God. So I didn't find where his updated sentence was, and I don't know if he got the death penalty. I hope he did. I don't know if he did. What's that new movie with Jennifer Lawrence and it Red Sparrow or something like that? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. I watched it. And there's a part where they're torturing, and they use the machine that, like, they use for skin grafts to torture people. Whew! I was not expecting it, and I nearly puked everywhere, because, like, all the thoughts come back. Like, there are certain things like that, and, whoa, just warning, if you've ever had a skin graft and you watch Red Sparrow. Well, Sparrow, is that what it's called? I think so. But, God, ugh, no, because, oh, no, when I came out of surgery... Um, I said, my butt hurts. Because by then, my burn felt really good. It's got a new layer of skin on it. It was stapled on. Can't remember how many staples they used, but all the way around it, they stapled it. And it was tons. I remember remember them coming out, but they had to put that fake skin over my skin graft. That mesh. So I have to lay in a hospital bed for three weeks with my butt being like the whole top layer of skin just got pulled off scalped like what the fuck who does that can't you which i'm glad they didn't take it from my thigh in case because in high school i actually had decent legs and wore shorts but not anymore but (laughs) i was self-conscious enough about it for the longest time i finally had to realize that it's part of me if people don't like it they don't need to look at it fuck you if you, if you don't like it. Fuck you. I don't care. But that was awful. Then they had to, once I got home, they had to peel it off. Oh, God. Fuck, that hurt. That's when they, that's what they did to this right here. They put the fake skin? They put the mesh. Oh, I don't like, know what mine was. Mine, mine was like the gooey Vaseline mesh. Well. Oh, I had to wrap mine with that every day. So, mm. um, my, because it hurt I so bad. about that. Yeah. I totally forgot, Alex. They had to wrap mine with uh-huh. that every day before I got surgery. So because I would be such a wiggle worm and, like, I would screech, my mom didn't take it off. Well, then my skin started to grow into it. So oh, when they no. went in to clean it, they were like, this was supposed to come off. And the guy just grabbed it and, like, <gasps> yanked. I pissed my pants. Mm-hmm. 16 years old, full-blown, peed pants. Yeah. I was like, that fucking hurt. Yeah. Burns are not okay. Mm-mm. There's, I can't handle burns. Like, the littlest of burns, like, freak me the fuck out. Um, and, like, cuts, like this one up here, where that 
Is it? Yeah, it's this side. That, it looks little now, or like that one. They look little now, but like when it happened, they were big. Oh. And like, so cuts. Like, remember when I chopped the tip of my thumb off? Mm-hmm. Was that last summer? Yeah. Well, it's fall. Yeah. It was like, like August or September. Because it was when I was on the podcast. I just started, so it would have been September-ish, October. Yeah. I lopped the tip of my thumb off. Don't it? don't play with knives if you've been drinking. No. Don't cook dinner. Just order a pizza yeah. for real. But yeah, the one on my neck was um, from a girl in school. We were in um, Mr. I think it was Mr. A. Vagelin's, like art class. Yeah. And I had my headphones on and I couldn't hear. And this native girl was talking to me and she was asking me for something. And she thought I was just ignoring her. And she like reached over and like, psh, like smacked me in the arm. And I took my headphones off and I was like, what the fuck? And we exchanged words. And before I knew what happened, I had a pair of scissors. <gasps> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And ended up with some stitches and yeesh. Um, no bueno. I got cut by your brother-in-law in art class in like ninth grade. How? He had a, okay, he had an X-Acto knife. Oh, fuck. And it was in his hand like a pencil because we were cutting shit out. I went to reach for something. And he went to reach for the same thing, and it just, like, sliced my pinky. I was like, oh, oh Jesus. Did you ever, do you remember that kid um, when we, so when we started the school newspaper and we redid it when we were in high school, and it was, like, the Ute News or whatever? Mm-hmm. We were, so I signed up to do the newspaper and to work on your book a little bit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're all in the library, and we're working on these projects, and they were, like, everybody was taught, like, exacto knife safety like (laughs) put the fucking cap on it like if you're not cutting put the cap on it yeah well so this kid kept putting his behind his ear without a cap and i told him i was like dude you're gonna fuck yourself up so he took it out and he was like he he would set it down and then he had a pencil behind his ear and then he would take that pencil and like scratch like behind his ear well he set that pencil down cut something Forgot that he had the exacto knife in his hand, reached back and went scratch, 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 mm. and almost cut his fucking ear off. Oh my god, that oh, was crazy shit. No. Yeah. Nope. It was pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Fun. Fun. Yeah. That was. Makes me want to puke. Yeah. Make me want to puke time. I hated the burn unit because I only had 2%, which is that's a big fucking burn, but at a burn unit. Mm-mm. No. No, the shit you see in the burn unit's pretty gnarly. Yeah, my roommate was, like, head to toe. She got 60% of her body burned because they were playing with a mattress with the door closed and or with a lighter. They had the mattress by the door so nobody could come in, lit the mattress on fire. The whole room, like, <sighs> the whole room caught on fire. Two oh, of them, shit. her and her big sister, got burned like that, and there was a six-month-old baby in there, and it got his lungs. Aww. Yeah, and there was a meth lab blow up right next door to me. I remember when my roommate got out of the burn unit, it was on the news. Like, that's how bad those girls were burned. It was Good awful. God. We would share our lunch. Well, my my brother's girlfriend. My eyes hurt. Um, Her son, oh, Teague, God. has his, he, he was sitting by a campfire, and the neighbor, like, threw some accelerant on the fire, and it burnt, like, boof. And it caught his little jammies on fire. And so he's burned, like, legs all the way up his torso. 
Yeah, I can't even look at his. I nearly yak. His makes mine look like it was nothing. He's a pretty tough trooper about it, though. I swear, uh, burns make you stronger, man. So that's all we have for I the have bullshit. Oh, shit. Just kidding. I have one more episode. Episode. No, I don't. I have one more story. I don't have words for them, though. This one, headlines was... Headlines. Headlines. Headline is, New Jersey mom strangled newborn girl minutes after birth and dumped her body to be taken out with the trash. You should see the picture of her. Like, she has no remorse. I don't know what is going on in her life. A New Jersey woman who admitted to strangling her newborn daughter shortly after giving birth in her home was sentenced to seven years in prison on Friday. Only seven? Yeah. Like, really? Isn't uh, that murder? I I think so. I don't know how to say this. Gloucester? Gloucester. Gloucester. I don't know. Prosec- County Prosecutor's Office. Spokeswoman Bernie... Whatever. We don't need to say all that. Bernie Weisenfield. Weisenfeld. Um, said she previously... Her, her last name is Fans, and she's 21 years old. She previously pled guilty to second-degree manslaughter on in February of 2016 in the death of her child, who was found days later in a trash receptacle behind the woman's home in Franklin Township. After the incident, Fans had complications and needed emergency medical attention. Hospital employees became suspicious and called police. Prosecutors um, had said that the baby was minutes old when she strangled her. Why not just take them to a safe haven? That's what I'm wondering. No questions asked. You can get like you whatever. Can, you can get the medical, whatever that like you Like, all need. you have to do is go to the hospital and be like, be like I don't, safe haven, yeah. please take my baby. I need medical attention, but I cannot take care of her. Please take care. Well, because there's so many people out there that want to adopt babies. That can't have their own babies, that want to adopt. Somebody would have wanted that baby. You don't need to do that to it. And you could have moved along and lived your life without being in prison. I wish more people would go and adopt kids out of, like, foster care. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that a lot of people want the baby baby, but there are so many kids that age out of the system. Like, I wish people would go and adopt, like, or at oh, least yeah. foster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... County prosecutor said the baby's body was placed in the trash so that it could be removed with the weekly municipal trash pickup. Good God. Ugh. Um, we can only speculate, 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 speculate the motive, but given the defendant's age, education, and other fam- familial, that's, familial, yeah, that's a word that I can't say, factors. And from what was disclosed during her interviews, the defendant was probably acting out of fear, scared of the situation, and how she was in an unsure, or how she was unsure how to. I wonder if she had like a mental, like when they're talking about education, Mm -hmm. familial, and like mental state or whatever. I wonder if she had mental deficiencies to where she didn't understand like the idea behind safe sex and safe Mm -hmm. haven and and that kind of thing. Yeah, and that's a thing you need to educate children on because people are the kids are the kids are banging earlier these days it's oh not my like god i'm 900 it's, no but they but, are though and they that's you can't keep them from doing that i mean they're gonna do it if they want to do it they're gonna do it trust me they'll so, they'll figure they'll find a way <laughs> educate them instead of telling them no and making them want to go do it more try educating i mean i'm this is just my opinion <laughs> my opinion do what you want but 
in my opinion, try to educate them because that's what my mom did with us. She told us it was the devil, but she also (laughs) educated me. I saw what would happen to me if I had sex, and it was a baby coming out of vagina when I was eight years old, and I did not ever want to have a baby. I watched Kinsey be born, and I watched... No, I chickened out with Kagan. I'm like, I don't want to see that again. I watched my niece Shelby be born, and that was probably the most traumatic shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and that's what made me like that. And then remember when we had to do um, in the human development class, and you had the, the little rubber baby of doom that like cried and mm-hmm. shit itself. Yeah. Nope. That's what kept my legs closed. <laughs> I I was banging, but I was careful about it. Ugh. But teach them that there's something, there is an option. If you have a baby and you don't want, you don't think you can parent it, there's an option. There's a safe haven. There's adoption. There's That's so many like the options. movie Juno. Yeah, oh, my God. I watched that right after I had Calvin. And it was a rough time in my life anyway because there was no dad present because he left when I was like three months pregnant. And... I watched that movie and just bawled and bawled It's such a good movie, though. Yeah. Because I was, I mean, I was 26 when I got pregnant, so I I was fully capable of taking care of my own child. But still, it was so hard. At the time, I was going through, like, I had a job, and I was paying my own rent, my own car payment and everything, and I I applied for child care assistance because thinking that they could help me. They wouldn't help me. They said I made too much money. I'm like, you don't factor in that I'm paying for all my other shit. But if I quit my job, you would set me up. And, hmm. like, I was in such an emotional state. I bawled through the whole movie. I was like, <sighs> Anyway. But that's all. That That's that's our last story. That was it. That was it. I, I, I seriously wonder, because I know that there's... I know that there's situations where, like, people that do have mental deficiencies, I mean, they still have the same desires and urges as everybody else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they, and I don't know if they understand the concept of safe sex. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know. It's a hard, hard thing to tell. Anyway, should we do some Patreon shout outs real quick to lead us out? Because I'm sure this airs in July and we miss June. We're shitty people. It's a good thing our Patreons are not shitty people. Yes, thank you for being not shitty people. And for donating to shitty people. (laughs) So, we're going to start with the examinators. So, we have Samantha Vaughn, Sharon Hoffman, and Clinton Toon. For These Are Our People, we have Lynn Shirley, Susie Anderson, and Jacqueline Brock. You drank the Kool-Aid, or was it Flavor-Aid? <laughs> we have Julia Miller. 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 Julia Miller. <laughs> I suddenly turned into Dexter. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Julia. you idiot. <laughs> um, Corey Osborne, Emily Duvall. Sorry, my eyes are blurry. I know, it's so tiny. Carrie Zabra- Z- Zabrowski. Let me... Thanks. Jessica Hagen, The Oddballs Podcast, Tiffany Emig. Tiffany. Tiffany. Taffany. 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 Tiffany Emig, Mackenzie Fueling, Vanessa Sloth, Lizzie in the Lab, and Amy Scott. Amy Scott. For our next tier, we have 
That's so sweet. <laughs> Kristen Stone, Dave Diggs, Rachel. Uh, no, it's Rochelle. That we fuck up your name all the time. Rochelle. Rochelle Sonderhaus. Heather Sonderhaus. Samsonite? That was way off. <laughs> way off. Heather Rottweiler, Sarah Fernald, Andrew Neal, Keisha Kilthow. I think I got it right that time. I probably didn't, even though she sent us a damn voice like, I know. memo. Sorry, guys. We're assholes. We suck. Justin Morris, Malia Frias, Michelle King. Malia. 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 I always try to add an A to her name. Yeah, Malia. Malia. Just Malia. Michelle King, Lust Mordia, Louis Butler, Kelly Van Bookout, Book out. Joe Ryder. Hey, Joe. Pleasing Terrors. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Catherine Moore and Brent Ans- Ansel. Ansel. I know he told us how to say it, too, but I fucked that up. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Kyle, you started a cult. <laughs> Kirsten Kendall, Michael Pritt... Tiffany Ann, Mindy Smith, Nicole Staples, Shauna Bowen, 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 <laughs> Shauna Bowen, Molly Smith, Kristen Kemick, Valerie Johnson, Sarah Thompson, Teddy Ging, oh, Gingrich? I don't know. I don't know, Teddy. You got to tell me how to say your name because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, I'm going to say Gingrich, Lucy Burton, Celeste. I don't have your last name, homie. Vin Semantelli. Hey, Vin. Vanny, Vanny. Meet Me in the Woods would be Jenna Corbett, the Jenna Neta. Brandon Shepard and Pancast Productions. Thanks, Carl. And Hillbilly Horror Stories. We get to meet them. I know. I was really excited to actually go to their panel at Potter and Love. I was And now too. it's not going to happen. Maybe they'll do a special one for us. Yeah. Maybe we can all like find a, like, a spot to chill. Yeah. We need to plan a meetup with everybody well, that's still going. I, I still think that like... Because I know that there's, we have listeners that are still going. Mm-hmm. We're still going. Yeah. Lots of people are still going to New Orleans. So I think maybe, like, depending on where you guys are staying, because we're staying at the Intercontinental. <gasps> you said I it said right. it right. <laughs> I thought I that's what you're getting excited I was like, about. Oh my God. Vergas, <laughs> I fucking said that right. <laughs> After we oh fuck up the I know. Patreon, then you can get a word right. I know. J- right? Intercontinental. Damn. Damn. Two. To me, it's Two. international. Intercontinental. Damn. Intercontinental. Okay, intercontinental. <laughs> intercontinental. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. Um, but depending on where you guys are staying, we could probably still like find a meeting room or even like in the lounge. I wonder yeah, I wonder if they'll have something open at the hotel. We well, have they have like it. the lounge, like where people can go yeah. down and like sit and chill out. Oh yeah. Or like whatever hotel, or if we find a restaurant or I wouldn't say a bar, because that's gonna be really hard to talk over the top yeah. of the sounds and everything else but i was like maybe we could all just like meet up at like one of the lounges bullshit say hi to everybody get to know one another and then hit bourbon street like a motherfucker Yeesh. so if anybody wants to meet up with us while we're there we're gonna be there august 9th through the 13th and we might we'll probably get back with you on we'll set up a little something something and let everybody know when and where just to make it easier so you can make plans 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 well i think that when we get there it's not going to be hard to like everybody's going to be wearing their own merch you know that like uh, we'll either be in color me dead or let's party cunts oh yes well we have many days to wear all of those things yes because we're going to be there five days yes 9th 10th 11th 12th 13th and we don't leave until late on the 13th yes yes 
Yeesh. I'm excited. So, so excited! excited. <laughs> if you want to get your gory gal signature bath bomb and so much more, you can go to thepurplelotusonline.com, use the promo code DEADPOD15 for 15% off your bath bomb order. Bath bombs only. Yes. Uh, check out the Bleak Shop for serial killer swag, pins and patches that are fucking amazing. Go to bleakshop.bigcartel.com. And thank you guys for our pins because they're badass. And he was handing out our stickers at, I forgot what it was called, Days of the Dead or mm-hmm. something like that in Indianapolis. And he's going to be at Horror Hound in August handing out our stickers. I'm sending him some more. So Thank you. Yes, you might get a sticker from him. Um, you can get our merch at colormedeadpod.threadless.com or redbubble.com backslash people backslash colormedead. Um, you can also check us out on social media. Facebook, um, we are Color Me Dead Podcast. We also have the Color Me Dead group. You can find us on Instagram at Color Me Dead Podcast and Twitter at Color Me Dead Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at gory underscore Nikki and at Entune on Twitter. So, but then don't be a cunt rag and stay out of chalk lines. Goodbye.